Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in. As we continue to talk with leaders in our community, well, let's go way back. 1964, President Lyndon Johnson declared war on poverty, and since then we've been wrestling with systematic and generational challenges to winning that war. For some insight on how that can really work is Harvey Drake, president and Rosa Booker Development Associate at Urban Impact, a local nonprofit group in Seattle that partners with families and communities to break the cycle of not only economic poverty, but social and spiritual poverty as well. Rosa and Harvey, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having us. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here because, uh, like I said, 1964, this is a long time we've been sort of at least had this idea in our head, hey, we ought to do something about poverty, and it really does exist for a long time. It seemed a bit ignored in the, the general, you know, we people look at the, the good old days. It's because we didn't talk about bad news so much, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least we do that now. And let's talk about fighting that poverty. Did I get sort of the basics of urban impact right? Fighting not only economic poverty, but social and spiritual poverty? You got all three of them uh, plugged in. And it's important for people to realize that as we talk about poverty, it is not just the lack of material possessions. It is a lack of community, networks, associations, and the fact that we're whole beings. We talked about the spiritual element as well. That's cool. That is a different approach, I think, than a lot of people would stop and think about. But sure. I want to get into all that, but first let me go with a few basics. Okay. Um, specific community you serve, all of Seattle, Puget Sound, Washington, your private nonprofit, stuff like that. We have a very specific uh, location that we work with. That's Rainier Valley. Yeah. And then we even narrow it down even more to Hillman City and Rainier Beach and a few other neighborhoods because we feel that the problem is so immense that if we can tackle it in one or two or three places, we can get a handle on it with the hopes that in a 25-year period we'll actually see tangible results. Yeah. And we want it to be manageable, something that we can actually look at, measure, so we can understand if we're actually getting the work done. A lot of people talk about poverty and erasing poverty, but we never see any real effects of it. So we're hoping by narrowing our uh, vision and focus that we could actually see some real change. And uh, how long has Urban Impact been around? Is there a official date when this all started? You know, Harvey would tell you the official date, but we are, this is going to be 30 years that we're celebrating. 30 yeah, years. So Urban Impact is almost as old as me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And also, so then you mentioned the word mission in there. Has the mission always been the same? 30 years is a long time. The mission has actually been the same. We have a very clear focus on how do we, how do we uh, address the whole person, right? So we talk about spiritual, but we also talk about the practical. How, we, how do we engage people around tangible needs that they have, as well as dealing with their internal being, who they really are, what their focus is, what their hope is, how they derive their vision for life, the whole nine. So the vision has really been the same, to demonstrate the gospel of Jesus for people and also communicate the gospel of people. So you are a faith-based organization. We'll get that out there as right up front, too, for people listening to realize. You work through community in this community of, of Rainier Beach mm-hmm. area with a couple of hubs, and you have a, a, a nice model that focuses on a few central places, and some of those partners are churches, right? That is that correct. That is correct. Yeah, we have our church hub. So we do have with Emerald City Bible Fellowship, we have a church hub there, right there where we are, Urban Impact. We also have the Rack Hub, which is Rainer Avenue Church, which is in the Hillman City area as well. And then we have a newer hub, which is going to be with Seattle First Mosaic Church. So we are really wanting to make sure that we do 
partner with those churches. And what is this neighborhood like? I, yeah. maybe it, expand. I guess I was going to ask what the people and neighborhoods sure. are like, and you mentioned these three churches and the hubs, and maybe work that into the okay. what you're going to say about well, that. Well, let me say why we focus on uh, kind of working with and partnering with churches, because churches have a his- history of being in a location for an extended period of time. They also have a captive audience, people who care about the neighborhood, who really have passion for the neighborhood. So we thought, why don't we partner with people who really care, who are present, who want to see change, and we'll partner to make that happen. People who go to churches because they're committed to something already, right? That's exactly right. Okay. And they care about the issues that we care about in terms of a person's whole welfare. So churches care about the spiritual, they care about the social, and they care about uh, the relational. That's why we gather in places, because we want to build healthy, lasting relationships and networks that are, um, you can say, mutually blessing. Did I say that right? That sounds like a, uh, I think like I know that. what you mean by you know, that. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So you, mutual benefit. Mutual benefit. And that is a blessing to someone who is Absolutely. all of a sudden... If you're gonna, if we're gonna talk big sure, picture, lift sure. it up out of poverty. That's right. Absolutely. So, so the neighborhood we serve, and we we chose it because of the the needs that were there. We have positive things that we love to accentuate, but there's some things that you want to counter. But the neighborhood itself is considered the most ethnically diverse zip code in the state of Washington, and some would argue in the nation. Wow. All those others are trying to make that claim as well, but but there's 60 languages spoken there. Uh, multi-religions there, and uh, so it's a beautiful place to be. It is quite the mosaic that uh, we want to see. And our task and job in part is to try to get people to affirm each other, to know each other, to work together, to be a blessing to each other, and to see each other as partners in making sure that their community is very vibrant and alive. So 30 years uh, that you've been around, has that neighborhood changed over 30? It must have. In 30 years, the mission and vision might be the same, and the people and the neighborhood is changing, but they still need, I guess, the issues they face, the challenges maybe that people have always faced are are still the same. What are those? Can you narrow that down? Is it housing? Is it education? Is it uh, social justice? I mean, what, what are the, there's big picture things and there's little picture individual things that keep people stuck you know absolutely it's all of that it's the big picture things and the little picture things so we definitely have a lot of programs that are centered around education and making sure that the children in the neighborhood have that proper access to educational programs that are helping them to fight summer learning loss that are helping them to get the tutoring programs that they need after school and to walk with them along to make sure that they are graduating to make sure that they are being able to further their education when they big things is right you got to get the education and go off to college so if you're starting early and you don't have that the likelihood and the chances of furthering that are going to be slim and narrow as well as having the the family we have a, a video that you guys can go to on our website that really shows the idea of all of these different things of, of families whether it's job security whether it's health uh, insurance and having that secure basis as your foundation for how you're to propel in the community, in life itself. And uh, so go ahead and mention that website because uh, here's a good it's, opportunity. So you got a video there that sort of describes what you do? Yeah, yeah. we do. It's www.urbanimpactseattle.org. Urbanimpactseattle.org. People are just getting their pencils now. They want to write that down. <laughs> urbanimpactseattle.org. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so she mentions the education has been a big issue. Having a vibrant economy is also pretty interesting because we realize that when people have some economic capacity, they can participate more in the change that they want to see in the neighborhood. I don't know why it is, but we tend to listen and favor people who have money. Right. <laughs> You're right. And when people don't have their basic needs met, then they tend not to participate nearly as much as they could. But as their economic development, as their economic capacity increases and grows, then they find themselves being able to not only talk about change, but help to finance some of that change as well. And then to care for their families to make sure that they are healthy, that when college comes up, that they can actually afford to send their kids to college, that they can actually afford to pay for health care. That's pretty important, along with stabilized, uh, healthy housing. How do we help people find quality homes so they can feel good about raising their family there? You know what I mean? And that becomes a big issue that we're trying to address as well. And we we did that by creating this place we call Emerald City Commons, which is a 61-unit affordable housing complex for families that live in the neighborhood that want to stay. High-quality, low-cost housing so that, again, they're not all pushed out. We're, we're dealing with gentrification in many ways in Rainier Valley. Because you asked earlier about, has it been the same? Our mission has been the same, but the demographics have changed some. You know, we have the highest number of kids, they say, in the city in any part of town, right? But we also have, it became the one of the most affordable places for people to buy a home. So you had this rash of people that came in, bought a property. Now the p- cost of housing is rising and yeah. people are being pushed further and further south. So part of our task was to, try and slow that down some by creating these affordable homes in our neighborhood. And so what is that Emerald City Commons? I'd like to hear more about that. That sounds kind of unique that a uh, nonprofit would not only housing, but it's a hub for more than just housing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So one of our programs are there, too, where we have tutoring that's available for the, for students so that they have a central, a central hub that they're able to go to as well. Um, below our Mercy Housing is the Rainier Health and Fitness Center. So it's not just that the after school tutoring that goes on in different community events that they hold there, but also the community is able to have a place, a gym to go and work out um, and get their physical fitness as well. Well, that's cool. Now, what do you, besides just a gym that's really just a gym that people can go work out, mm-hmm. I bet it serves a bigger purpose than that because I've heard you guys drop the word community more than once. I mean, this sounds like a place and your your whole goal and what you do is, is building community amongst people, if you know what I mean by that. So what's the best way to help people overcome some of the issues that we find now between Different racial groups yeah. and ethnic groups. Yeah, they got to talk. They got to see them each together, other and be with each other. See each other as real individuals, engage with each other, share with each other. We have these community events where we bring people together, ask them, bring a meal or dish that represents your ethnicity. We get to engage with that and we go, oh, they aren't all that bad. They are just like us. And so we build community. And in the gym, you'll see a beautiful array of people from different ethnicities at the gym, working side by side with each other, in classes together, connecting with each other. And that's that's a part of it. Building friendships and relationships with each other. Yeah. Cool. That is really neat. We are talking this morning with Harvey Drake and Rosa Booker. Harvey's the president. Rosa is the development associate at 
Urban Impact Seattle, Urban Impact, seems to be all about building community. You've got some community events I want to mention for folks, too. Oh, before I forget, we're online, right? You're online, urbanimpactseattle.org. People can learn more about us, uh, what what we're talking about this morning. Facebook, I suppose, right? Facebook, Urban Impact Seattle, yes. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Instagram, all those fun things. Uh, yeah, so building community. What are some of the events you mentioned you get people together? What's coming up? Well, the most exciting is coming up this Friday. It's going to be our annual fondue, and that is our biggest fundraiser of the year. We have some fun appetizers in the beginning, but we also have people get excited about the chocolate fondue at the table. <laughs> but that's when we're really going to be able to give an idea of what we're trying to do around economic development. That's our focus this year. And we have a really cool, fun way of presenting that idea to those that want to come. So this is more than just eating fondue. You're going to present a little bit of what you do, oh, yeah. the vision of the future. <laughs> but yeah. it sounds like a fun way. Fondue, we'll that give, kind of We'll nice. give them something to do with their hands and something to munch on while they're listening to them. <laughs> and something to think about in the process. <laughs> particularly people who care about, you know, change and economic development. People who want to see uh, peace amongst uh, different ethnic, ethnic groups. Why am I... Getting so tongue-tied <laughs> right now, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. So we'll we'll start off with some fun stuff. We got some exciting pieces and elements that we're bringing to this year's fondue. So they get nice food in the beginning, get the fellowship with people, then they sit at the table and get to dip all this fun stuff in chocolate. But the program elements are going to be really exciting this year. Oh, when is that then? That's going to be Friday the 31st at 6.30 p.m. It's at the Written Pavilion Event Center. Written Pavilion Event Center? Yeah, okay. that's at the Written, near the Written Transit Center in downtown Renton. Aha, uh-huh. that's easy to get to. It's super easy to get to. There's parking. Great There's parking. Big enough, yeah. That's it. Um, you know, you were talking about, uh, I guess I'm kind of going backwards here, but sus- money and economy and, and how important is not only sustainable, but maybe a thriving locally owned businesses as part of the neighborhood, you know, to see that uh, money that, you know, you spend on your groceries stays like in the neighborhood, not going to some corporation back east or even, you know, overseas or something, you know. I mean, is that part of uh, Urban Impact's goals and to help develop that amongst in a neighborhood? That is our deep desire as we talk about economic development. We do have the big box stores there. You've got the Safeways, the QFCs, et cetera. And some of these monies do lead. But as we think about emerging entrepreneurs, our hope is to identify them, uh, encourage them, and do what we can to support them to start developing their own businesses so that there is trading that happens within the local community so that it becomes vibrant and healthy and alive and that they, too, participate in what's happening in our community, not just those who have a huge multi-billion dollar corporation. Right. I mean, families. a lot of people say, oh, I want to go to, there's a job opening at Walmart. I guess I'll settle for that. Mm-hmm. Sure. When they could be, you know, earning maybe some money for somebody who runs a business and lives in the neighborhood. Absolutely. And that money, how do, boy, that seems like a tough thing to get traction. How, how does uh, economic development really work in a neighborhood? Because that's something a lot of people don't stop and think about, and you've got some experience over that. That's a big jump mm-hmm. because there has to be money uh, infused, right? With local banks, too. So, I well, mean, and, that... and those are some of the larger conversations that need to be had even now. Because we start with some private funding. We have friends that support us, love what we do, and they want to ask, can we help in this process? So they come around, they serve as judges at a annual competition that we do called Sharks at the Beach, similar to a shark 
Tank. Tank. Shark yeah. Tank. Oh, Sharks at the Beach, Rainier Beach. Rainier Beach. Sharks right. at the Beach. And they come and they present their business ideas. A panel of business people will listen to them and judge them, and they win prizes as a result of it. And as they are finding that these people have good ideas, we're now saying, can we bring some capital around them so that we can help them launch the business? And then we bring business mentors around them so that they can actually be learning along the way how business actually work. Because if you're like yeah. me, you get a big vision for something, but you don't know all the details. Right. You can, we might have a great idea, but not know how to run it. Like exactly I know right. plenty of people say, you know, oh, you're a great cook. You ought to open a restaurant. And they do. They say, well, I can cook, but I don't know anything I don't know about how to do the rest. <laughs> yeah, buying chairs and plates and having a dishwasher and, you know, all the business part. That's different. You're right. Sure. So mentors to come in and partner with them and teach them. Wow, that's cool. And we have a, we have a pretty interesting relationship with Seattle Pacific University whereby they have a class that they offer every spring or winter spring that helps people uh, vet their ideas. They go through and they actually bring their ideas, go through a 12-week process to understand business, the various elements uh, it entails, and then they come out and see whether or not they actually have a real idea. And it's a great partnership. And that event is actually coming up this April the 27th. It'll be a Thursday evening at 7 p.m., so we'll get to see the participants this year be able to vet their ideas in front of a panel and audience. Oh, so the Sharks at the Beach is coming up soon. Is that open to the public to watch? It really is, yes. Oh, April, April 27th. April 27th. It's a Thursday afternoon starting at 7 p.m. Well, that sounds really interesting. That's... Well, that follows our fondue, which is this Friday, yeah, March 31st, starting at 6.30. That's right. Uh, how about, uh, so 30 years, um, let's talk about successes. And you mm -hmm. talked, we talked at the, at the top about, hey, we've been fighting this poverty thing for a long time. And <laughs> it's uh, sometimes tough to measure those kind of things because mm -hmm. sure. there's a lot of intangibles. But uh, what are the ways you see success and see, I'm going to guess, since you've got a narrow focus in a neighborhood, you can probably name names, <laughs> right, well, of people that you've seen. I would name myself. I mean, this is a personal testimony. It's maybe a little anecdotal. I don't know any anyone that ha shares the exact same story, but I did grow up in the neighborhood. I moved into the neighborhood when I was about nine. And I found out through my big brother, he was doing a program that was offered at the time for kids that wanted to be in theater productions. And we went, there were theater productions, there was Bible study, and we did productions. And I stayed in that group. I joined when I was about 12 and stayed in the group all through high school. And really growing, even though I was in that neighborhood, I went to Rainier Beach High School. And what we're dealing with a lot in the neighborhood is not a lot of hope and desire or even encouragement to continue in furthering education. And thinking that you can, but that program really gave me that idea to say, hey, you know what? I can really take this passion that I love and I can go and further this and ended up going off. And that really was something that stuck with me until now. And here I am back working for the organization, which I think just really shows how things can come full circle. And I can test and approve that Urban Impact has made a, a super uh, mark on my life. I want to ask before I forget, because I, I did read some of this uh, on your website and, and know some of your literature about the uh, Summer Academy and the tutoring and the Freedom School. I mean, talk about that, getting in there when kids are young, like you said, and getting them to be motivated to succeed at a young age. You, I think one of you said earlier, you got to get hold early that, yes, there's all sorts of potential for you. Mm -hmm. So Rosa is an illustration of what happens over time. 
Like she said, she started when she was 12, right? We, we have these summer learning experiences. They've had different iterations. We call them freedom schools now. They were summer academies. They were day camps at one time. But they're designed to really help academically uh, stabilize a kid uh, through the summer. And they also have life enrichment programs. So they start there. And then along with that, we have a leadership development pro- process for high schoolers and college students. So they started in their uh, sophomore year in high school. We would pay them a, a weekly stipend for their work. And then they could earn a $1,000 scholarship uh, that we held in trust for them until they actually went off to college or some other post-high school experience. Beautiful. Right? Were you, did you? I wasn't exactly part of that, but being in Heart and Soul Production, I was privy to a competition yeah. that it did allow me to get some scholarship funding for college. And I think we, we did give out some like $150,000 in scholarship money to about 80 kids that actually went off to college and started, some of whom are lawyers now, MBAs right now, some are school counselors right now. So, and and the beautiful thing is that we now have a few of those kids who are now adults who actually support us financially. There we go. And see, so we're starting to see it come full circle. That's why we say it takes time. So kids in the neighborhood now can see successful Guys sure. that were kids in the same neighborhood. Hey, sure. hey, the, don't have despair. That this this works, and, and that's what that's what Rosa and I and our team work for. We're we're trying to expand the vision of these young people that we encounter. They need to know that they too can actually accomplish something. And so when we built our little facility where we are, they went, "Oh, is this ours?" You build a gym, they go, "Is this ours?" Mm-hmm. You build an apartment complex, "Oh, is this ours?" And they begin to actually see things because people, they do what they see. So if somebody else is successful, then they assume that they can be as well. And so we're trying to give them as many experiences as possible so that they can believe in themselves and then apply the necessary work it takes to become everything God intends them to be. God never created any of us to be nothing in life, but to actually be something, to have an influence, to have an impact, to work for change. And that's what Urban Impact Seattle is all about. We are talking this morning about uh, community development, empowerment, breaking the cycle of poverty with Rosa Booker and Harvey Drake from Urban Impact, urbanimpactseattle.org online, right? And Facebook, right? Facebook, and, and Twitter, so, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. Um, I want to talk about, before we run out of time here, uh, maybe some things we left out or, you know, it's a big topic and a you know, big goals you have, or maybe there's something you always want to make sure you, people hear twice about urban impact or, or uh, anything coming up. You know, we probably left out a few things, but uh, what do you want to make sure people uh, hear and take home from, from today's conversation? Yeah, I definitely would like people, encourage people to reach out to us about our volunteer opportunities. We have plenty of those surrounding youth and families, Emerald City Commons, which we talked about before. Uh, lots of things going on with our fitness center that we can use volunteers for. And then when we have upcoming events, as we do, we we love to have people who can come and share and, and what we do and volunteer their time and services. So what kind of volunteers? I mean, if somebody in kind of that neighborhood or nearby can just show up and help set up chairs, is that as, as small as that? Or do you want them to be a tutor? You're looking for somebody who can run a computer program of QuickBooks? Or I mean, how? what are you looking for when you say volunteers? As smaller as big. We have service projects that come. people can come and care for our lawn. They can take photos of different events. They can participate if they do have a talent or a task. We do try to 
do video. We'll have a video for our fondue coming up this Friday. And so there was someone that was able to come and do that. So people that have something they can offer and share. Oh, someone who is good with a video camera and editing can, oh, can I didn't even think about that. We, yeah. There are so many moving parts that we but, welcome anyone who wants to volunteer. Yeah, like we said, we, you, know, you can be a b business mentor, if you will. Somebody can tutor in a the classroom. They can work with us in the summer. If you're a teacher and you don't mind giving us a few hours a day uh, in the, over a six-week period, come and volunteer uh, in our summer experience. So there's a lot of, as it were, man hours yeah. to put uh, something like Urban Impact to keep it going. And you mentioned the, the stipends and the scholarship. It must take some, some money, too. And the, the fondue is a fundraiser, but people can just, you depend on donations, right? You're a private nonprofit. Absolutely. And the, the bulk of our resource comes from individuals who uh, believe in who we are and support what we do. We have a cadre of foundations that pitch in. We have a cadre of some churches that help us out. But the lion's share of what we are about is individuals who say, hey, we love it, want to be a part of it. So we encourage them to uh, support. And that's yeah, what the fund is about. Yeah, we encourage them to support. Our fund is about that. Our goal this year is $120,000. People can support that by coming to the event. It's free to register. If you want to come to the event and support, you can sponsor, be one of our sponsors. You can go online. You don't have to come to the event or participate if you're not able to make it. This Friday, you can go online and click Donate Now and let us know what you want to do if it's not, if you're not able to volunteer your time or your talent, and your talent is the talent of giving, please visit our website at www.urbanimpactseattle.org. And there are uh, companies that match the gifts and donations that their employees get. That's so right. That's a good point. You have to tell your employer. Those, tell yeah. your employer about us. We have all the paperwork. We've gone through all the requisite uh, initiation things that you need to pass that. And it's a wonderful way for people to sometimes double. In some cases, if you work for one of the bigger organizations, even triple your gift That's cool. to a nonprofit group like ours. And how about the future as we wrap this up? What do you see for the future of maybe Urban Impact or maybe this Rainier Beach, Rainier Valley area, Hillman City that you're talking about, either of those or, or both, whatever you want to. <laughs> so as we think about the future, we, yeah. we have property that we are yet to develop. And so we're looking at what we're going to do with that going forward. So we've actually been uh, surveying the community and business people and networks in our neighborhood to figure out what to do with the balance that we have. Again, economic development is a new horizon for us. And we're definitely looking for people who want to help us achieve goals in that arena, right? Again, we're trying to help kids get to uh, a place where they can further their education so that they can have a stable life. And so there, if people want to come alongside of that and help us get kids to college, that's beautiful as well. Again, we're trying to build a healthy place for people to live and for people to be in community together, solving problems together. Yeah, Urban Impact CL, helping break the cycle of poverty, but not just uh, material poverty, spiritual and social. I really like that aspect. You're talking about the whole person, and that envelops right. the whole community. Harvey and Rosa, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for uh, having us. Yeah, Rosa Booker, Development Associate, and Harvey Drake, President at Urban Impact, have been with us today. Harvey and Rosa, like I said, thank you so much for your time, and really a bigger thanks for all that Urban Impact is doing to break the cycle of poverty for folks here in Seattle. It's a big goal, and you're doing a great job. Thank you so much for being here and sharing. Glad we could be here. Thanks. Thank you as well. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.